Let's open our Bibles to Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13 for an opening passage of Scripture that applies to us Gentiles and tells us about one of the early wholesale conversions of Gentiles recorded in the Bible. I'm going to begin reading at verse 42. The context of this passage of Scripture is Paul's first evangelistic trip that he took from Antioch of Syria, and he is now in Antioch of Pisidia across the Mediterranean Sea. He has entered the synagogue. They gave him a chance to speak, and he spoke. And here's the result. Verse 42, And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue... The Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Now when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes... They were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you. But seeing he put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region. Amen and amen. The Jews who had the privilege of being God's chosen people and had the gospel come to them first rejected it and turned from it. But the Gentiles that were second in line, when they heard that they had an opportunity to believe it as well, they were glad and they glorified the word of the Lord. Now it tells us here that anyone that believed that gospel had been ordained to eternal life. And we believe that and we understand that. And we apply that throughout the scriptures that when a man, whether Jew or Gentile, believes the gospel, or whether it be you or me, it's proof that God ordained us to eternal life. He and His eternal counsel has purposed that we would have eternal life. And the evidence of it is that we believe a message that is contrary to the natural mind, and contrary to the natural heart of man, contrary to the wisdom of the world. And so it is evidence and proof that we are God's children. It says in the 47th verse that the Lord had commanded Paul, and he he actually told Paul this on the road to Damascus, that I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. The apostle Paul did not bring eternal life to anyone. God ordained men to eternal life before the world began. But what does verse 47 mean? It means that practical salvation of the light of the gospel was carried by Paul to tell men about salvation. Paul endured all things for the elect's sake, and by their being elect, 
means that they had their eternal life guaranteed by God Himself, but they had no knowledge of it until Paul would bring that light. Paul himself would say about this combination of words and this distinction in what he actually accomplished in his ministry is that that in these last days Jesus Christ hath brought hath abolished hath appeared and hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Amen. Paul never brought life and immortality to anyone, but Paul brought the light or the knowledge of that life and immortality to God's elect. The elector identified right there in verse 48 as those that God ordained to eternal life. Paul's role is identified in verse 47. And the response that ought to take place in our hearts right now is described in verse 48 as well. That when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And let's glorify the word of the Lord today. And let's be glad that we, a minuscule portion of our class of the human race, Gentiles, believe. We are in an incredibly very small remnant of the Gentiles that believe the gospel. And it's evidence that we were ordained to eternal life. What a glorious thing God's done for us. And we can know it by the fact that we're here this day worshiping Him, the Lord willing, in simplicity, in sincerity, and in truth. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, the blessed God of heaven and earth, we are thankful and we praise Your great and glorious name for Your loving kindness to us. We are humbled by the fact that You would choose us to be the recipients of Your great gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. O Lord God, we thank Thee that as Gentiles, we were once outside the commonwealth of Israel without God and without hope in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, we who were once afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that the Apostle Paul, by Your direction, was turned from the Jews to the Gentiles. And because of him, that gospel has been carried from him to men he ordained, to men they ordained to us. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, and though we may not be able to prove with absolute certainty the path of the gospel, we're thankful for the things that we can read, that in the days of the Apostle Paul, the gospel was carried to the British Isles, and from the British Isles to this continent, and we thank thee for it. Our Father in heaven, we bless and we praise Thee for ordaining us to eternal life, for appointing us to it, for choosing us to it, for electing us to it, for predestinating us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself. We thank Thee for this, and we thank Thee that You have also opened our hearts and opened our minds, that as we hear the gospel and as we read of Jesus Christ, We believe that He is indeed the Son of God and the coming King of the universe and that He sits at your right hand, a Savior forever. And that when He said, It is finished on the cross of Calvary, the legal purchase price of our salvation was finished. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that we have that evidence and comfort in our hearts. And we pray that this day, by all that we shall consider and all that we shall do, 
whether from thy word or in our singing, whether in our praying or our fellowship, that we will add to that faith, virtue, and knowledge, and godliness, and temperance, and patience, and charity, and brotherly kindness, that we might make our calling and election sure that we would never fall, that we would never be ashamed, that we would never be confounded, world without end, because we would have established to ourselves and to one another that we are indeed the sons of the living God. Lord, bless us this day to this end. We pray for your servants and your saints throughout this country and around the world, that you would be with each of them, protecting them and guiding them, opening your word to them, and granting them your presence by your Spirit. Heavenly Father, preserve our nation, our families, our children, and save them by your mighty power. Speak the word, O Lord, and heal those that are sick or sickly. Raise us up in strength and bring us all together again in your house. And we'll thank and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.